Welcome everyone to Level Up. This is really fun to be back with someone who is a huge inspiration to me. Uh, we've only been friends, we've been acquaintances, acquaintances for quite some time, but friends for just a few years. And um, I think it's really important when you actually get to know someone and you click and you have that kind of relationship in the business world, it can take you uh, many levels. So we are going to level up today with Miri. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Miri. Thank you. What an honor it is to be with you and to, and to level up with you. I'm excited. Yeah. So originally I always have people coming here telling their story and how they made it and what their superpowers are, which we'll get into that. But I want to hear a little bit more about what made you take your talents from working with someone and a team who you did enjoy and believe in, but there were a couple of things that were astray from your vision and you wanted to kind of build your personal brand and, and move into your direction. How did you get to that point? So I, my old world was business planning and and I mean, if we go way back in time, I've always been kind of at this intersection of business and brand development, right? Like I, I cut my teeth in entrepreneurship really, really early. But I think that, you know, my, my career in business planning was really about helping other people kind of put their vision on paper. And what I found is that a lot of people weren't executing on that vision and execution is really important. And from what I had seen yeah. for the years, it was really that you can have an idea and you can practice that idea and, and be like, oh, I have the best idea in the world. But unless you act on it and move forward with it, it doesn't matter. And yeah. so I really was, and I, I was talking to people who were underneath their desks. I'm not joking, uh, calling me saying, I want to put this business plan together. I want to put a doggy daycare together. I want to, it's like, like a all list these ideas. Yeah. Like you have, you have your list, however you have it, you have it in your email and your notes in a notebook. And then you're like, okay, now what? Let's make it. And then list. they didn't Let's do transfer. anything with it. They did nothing with it. And I thought, well, what if I could help people you know, execute their list. And so I, I started my own firm and found people that felt the same way about execution. Our whole team, the whole team at Cal Communications is all about execution. And we were, we're all just driven to help other people make their vision a reality. Yeah. And I, and I, most people are like, you make people's dreams come true. And it's not a dream. Like these, we work with people who are like, listen, I know that I want to make this happen. Is it a dream? Yes, but realistically, it's a vision, and we're going to make that vision come true. Uh, dreams they have more of like an ethereal, like, oh, that just sounds really great. Like, no, no, no. Like, I love the people that wake up in the middle of the night and they go, nope, I want to do that. I just yeah. don't know how to do it. And that those are the people that we love, love to work with. Maybe that's why I'm having broken sleep. Some visions. Are you, are you, you have a million ideas, but just no, no, don't know where to start? I have a million ideas. So I love my day job, commercial real estate. I love working with my husband. I love all of that. But there's also something about the connecting and the networking and bringing people together to be able to like not only save the money in the wholesale pitch kind of thing, but to actually see them excited, 
to see like whatever they're doing and it's because of the connection you made or the event you went to or something you thought about and having that knowledge when I was saying earlier one of your superpowers I feel like that's it. Like when you and I actually really clicked, we weren't in like some event for the San Fernando Valley Business Journal and there was like some sort of conversation. It's like I, we can almost finish each other's sentences in, in like such a short time. So we do have that same mind frame of lots of ideas and execute. I, I found that word on your website a lot and it, it, it really resonated because that is what you do. You don't, you don't make dreams happen, but in a sense, like a vision can be a dream. So it can. You, you are kind of magic. Oh, see, yeah. I yeah. love you. I love you for saying that. <laughs> I, I, I think everybody else is magic, right? I, I look, I love visionaries. I love people that dream up of different ways to see the world, to get things done. Colorful. I, there's, I love that. And to be able to say, here are all these resources, let's make that happen especially for business and branding. There was just a really interesting article that just came out today that it was talking about when people think about business, they, you know, and they're quantifying marketing, they're thinking about their sales numbers. They're looking at how many likes and, you know, if sales have gone up and all that kind of stuff, but nobody's really focused on branding. And I think that's what I really was attracted to you for because you had a brand the moment I met you right? Like your brand was very distinct and clear. And then in getting to know you, because can like I pay you, you to just keep saying that over and, and over I, again? I, it sounds a little bit like I'm kissing your ass, but I'm not because this, the fact is, is that if anybody who has seen you at a networking event, hundred percent, like who's that, that's a brand, right? Like who's that. And then once, you know, we, people get to know you, the brand kind of, you know, becomes realized. And then to be, to be honest, you don't leave it at that. You follow up, right? And those are those things that are really important to me is that intersection of business and brand. And you actually execute that extraordinarily well. And I think most people don't focus on their brand because the branding part, people want to people talk about their logo. People want to get the swag. But there's so much more to a brand than just that. It's, it's the experience you have a very clear experience. I think the people that you work with, again, energy attracts. So I think that there's a clear experience that happens, you know, it, but people, most businesses don't think about that. They think about, they've got to get their sales up. They've got to, they've got to, you know, get stuff on social media. How many likes do I have? Uh, how many videos did I put out? You know, all this kind of stuff, the numbers, is that important? Yes. But people ignore the brand and that that's, yeah. that's the part I like. That's the juicy part. I would, yeah, I would say like the biggest thing for me and, you know, Mastermind Media, Mark Rodriguez in particular helped me with this, like getting out of your head, not like overthinking, oh my gosh, you know, does this look right? Is this okay? What about the words? I used to email him back and forth, like, what about this? What about that? And he would just email me back and say, whatever you want. Yeah. This is, this is you, like you are creating this, you are doing this. So I think, you know, for somebody like you, for people who who do have a lot of things upstairs kind of going and doing, you know, what do you need? What don't you need? Uh, I asked you earlier this week, what are some of the hot topics? You said personal and professional branding. Uh, the personal brand audits is what really kind of spoke to me the most. Ooh, that's because, one of my favorites. So, so I hate to use the word pandemic or COVID, but whatever, as we had momentum 
and this is who we are, and then, okay, this is our transformation, and maybe we didn't change, maybe we did, but I don't know anyone who didn't change because of this. And now we're emerging again, however we want, uh, a new balance, a new integration, transformative, whatever words you want to use. Now you have all these people reevaluating what they want to do and what direction they want to go. So now what? Now why do we need Miri again? So, you know, and... <laughs> to need me. I don't, you know, I, I, I need everybody. I, you know, the fact is, is that everybody was affected. And I think the question is, is how do people want to affect the world? Right. So I always, I always change that. And, and what, what presence, when we take on clients, when we work with people, our first question isn't, you know, how much do you want to make or, you know, growth of your business, what is your legacy? What impact do you want to have on the people that work with you in your organization, the people that work in the community around your organization? Like that's, that to me, what's really important. When we talk about brands, you know, it's not just the brand of the organization or the entity as a whole, but there are people within that organization and they are all individuals. They all have a brand. And I love to dive in and to find out, it's so funny that you ask about the superpower in the very beginning, because that's my question, right? Like my question to everybody is like, what is your superpower? And, and I ask that at every meeting of everybody that I, that I work with, because I want to funnel energy to people's strengths. That's really important. And I think that organizations that understand that it is their job to funnel their energy to their people's strengths. And that only creates a culture and an environment um, that fuels the entire mission of the organization, which then impacts, you know, uh, creates the, the passion. Yeah. So it's a whole thing. So when we dive in and you kind of get granular into personal brands, you really have to ask that same question, you know, like, what is your legacy? What is your impact? What is your super strength? And why? Why are you here? What is it that you want to accomplish? I, I, I do not like the idea of a job just being a job. I love the idea that people take pride uh, you know, in what they do and that they're passionate about it. And I do not care. I think that I, I firmly believe that the person who answers the phone at every organization is the most important person at the organization. I think that salespeople should be the highest paid people at the organization. But I also think that you know, from top to bottom, there needs to be a clear understanding of why people are there. The only way to do that is to do audits and to, to ask the really hard, yeah. uncomfortable questions. Yeah. Why are you here? What do you want to accomplish? And like organizations need to listen to their people. And I think that's why you're seeing the great resignation happening right now, because people aren't listening and, and, and funneling energy to what other people want. They're just not yeah. listening. That, that was actually what I was going to kind of sway into is like the great resignation. So we have, we have people that are kind of not second guessing, but we've all had that job that we just clock in and clock out, whether we physically do that or not, like we're in, we're out. Um, and I think that creates a lot of animosity. I think, uh, resentment kind of happens. I've been in a job like that, that I know. And I remember, uh, my kids were, were really small and my employer was, and not interested in a brand new mom. Uh, and then I got pregnant again, like right off the bat with my second child. And they really didn't like that. Uh, Inconvenient. Inconvenient. Yeah, yeah ultimately, um, 
you know, I'm not at that job anymore, but why? Because there was no happiness. There was no fulfillment. It was just going in and out. I think this whole silver lining of having these couple years off, at least for us here in LA, is we get to actually stand up for ourselves. We get to actually have the flexibility that people were craving. And that like audit, personal audit can also be known as like a check-in, you know, really just kind of reiterating what your boundaries are, how we're going to do this. And if you give me this, if you allow me this, the level of production and passion is going to be tenfold. Absolutely. I, I wish that your employer, I wish that most employers, and I, and I get a lot of pushback on this because I think a lot of people think uh, it's a waste of time, you know, but I think the, the interview process, it needs to be an upfront contract. And I think there needs to be an understanding of, you know, why, why do you want to work here? Even if it is just an hourly job, you know, if you're just here for an hourly job and if you're here just for the money, that is absolutely fine. But let's talk about that. I think it's so important that, you know, listen, why are you here? What do you want to accomplish? And I don't think that employers necessarily have the time. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot going on with them too. As an employer myself, like, listen, there are lots of hoops to jump through. There are, there are a million boxes mm-hmm. that, and, and the ground is constantly shifting. It's not easy. Yep. So I wish that there were more conversations. I wish there was more transparency. I wish that there was more connection between the people who make the rules for employers and then employers could be more understanding and transparent with the rules that they make for their employees and their partners and their vendors but there's still this kind of old school limited transparency that goes on so everybody is a little bit holding their cards because they don't want to get screwed over by this person they don't want to get screwed over uh employees think employers make all the money employers wish that they could clock out at five o'clock and go home too and like be done and never think about it again. <laughs> Don't we so all? I just, I think, but again, we're just not having those conversations. We're not asking women like, listen, love, love that, you know, you're thinking about having kids love that you're here because you just want to, you know, you want to go on vacation or you want flexible hours. Like, I just think we need to be asking those questions and, and the audits uh, apply to both people personally I think they apply to organizations. I do not think companies, organizations as a whole sit down enough and kind of check in with themselves and and say, okay, what do we accomplish? What haven't we accomplished? What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? It's, it's, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of that like rat race. Um, I'm super guilty. You know, you just get on that little hamster wheel and you keep going, keep going. And how many things can you say yes to? And, and how many meetings did I have? And, and how many new business owners did I meet? And all of a sudden you're like, getting crazy. Like I told quality, you. quality trumps quantity every time, every so time. Where are all these people going? Right. Like where, where is half of our workforce? Do you know that answer yet? Cause everyone, it's like a burning hot topic. No, it's, they're still there. It's like they're here. I'm I, like, they're still here. I think a lot of them, again, they're trying to find, so the world opened up in an extraordinary way. Two years ago, if you had said, if I, if you were like, Hey, do you want to be on a podcast? Okay. Well, you'd have to drive here and you do this, but like, right now we can do meetings on zoom. And two years ago, everybody thought, Nope, it was terrible. And we still hear a lot, you know, right now it's coming back to the office. There is an energy that happens when you get everybody in the room together on the flip side of that coin, my team, we get so much more work done. We're so much more productive, not being in the office 
eating Sour Patch Kids and, you know, watching the latest YouTube videos, which is, there's a time, there's a time and a place for that though. So it's the, 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 the landscape has shifted. So now the question becomes, what do you want your impact to be? And you said it before, like you love your work and you love what you do and, and people inherently, I think they know what they love to do. I think what the pandemic did was it told them that they could do what they love to do. And it's not as hard as they think it's going to be. It's just going to take a lot of work. And I think, go ahead. No, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say work is again, a cornerstone of what we do. Cow is, is an acronym for community of working entrepreneurs. Work is everything. It's not easy work. It's, it's hard work and it's dedicated work. And I think that if, if people valued work more and, and money and, and going viral less, I think that we could get a lot more done. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. I think, um, I think not having the stress or the, um, what am I trying to say? Like before, if you were on a Zoom and like your cat or your dog or your kid ran across the back of you or there was an airplane, an airplane. Yeah. If, I mean, how can you control an airplane if, you know, or the gardener or the trash truck? If anything happened of that sort, at least for me, I, you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm being judged. I didn't, I didn't show up in the right way. I think that stigma is gone. I think it's still in, in certain industries that are a little bit more conservative, maybe in the banking world. Maybe you know, they're not your people. Maybe they're not your people. But I, I think as a whole, I think the culture, we talk about office culture, we talk about your own personal culture, your brand culture. As a whole, I think we're getting a lot less judgmental. And I think that alleviates some of the stress and allows the passion to be integrated with the work. And it's no longer seen as, oh my gosh, Lindy does yoga and teaches yoga class. No, it's wow. What a well-rounded person exactly. she works and has something that she likes to do. How did uh, your brand change during the pandemic? Okay. So we don't do any advertising. Cressa does not believe in advertising uh, at all. And when I came on board about I don't know, seven or eight years ago, all like all we did was basically paperwork. And I'm like, we like, this is a saturated place here and the Valley, San Fernando Valley in particular. I mean, how many brokers are there? So I went along the lines of co-elevation and building my network and networking and events. And in order to get people to your events, which we all know it's like herding cats, uh, you have to be present. You have to like evoke feeling. And so in 2018 is when I started on this mindset and 2020 just kind of blew, blew it out of the water. We were like, let's just take our act on the road, like the Zoom, like the podcast. Like I still want to have conversations. I still want to talk about business. I still want to know how I can help nonprofits. Like these are all things that are important to me. But if people don't want you in their office or let me just say they're not even in their office what are you going to do? So I, I turned to putting some of my business life online. And, and through that, no matter what I've been doing, I, I'm able to either connect someone or I'm connected. The last lunch you and I were at, there was several people, you know, there was a couple of, you know, basic 
basic relationships, but as everyone talked, you're like, oh, let's do this, let's do this, let's share that. And now all of a sudden you have something else that's born. So I think, I think that's like your personal brand has to kind of represent what you like to do. Otherwise, how do you even talk about it? You're just reading words off of a teleprompter, I feel like, if not. And that's, that's a, I think, a really good example of how your personal brand has elevated the organization's brand right? And then that carries through. It carries through in relationships. It carries through in the work that you put out. And additionally, I mean, your brand is what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. And I would be willing to bet that all of that, the work that you've put in for all these years, people, when they talk about you to other people, all of that carries through individually and collectively. And I think that's just a really good example of how brands succeed. I think you're really good at pulling that out of people. Again, back to your superpower. You really know, like, it's almost like people talk and like words highlight for you and you can just kind of, yeah, figure it out. And that's, that's for people who are kind of in this interim, I, I think it's important to speak with someone like you because you're not a coach. You're not telling these people what to do and how to do it and go from here. You're taking their knowledge and organizing it for them in a sense. And yeah. so you can execute. It's not just a jambalaya of words and like, holy crap, I have to like get all these things done. And then you, then you don't want to look at that list. So you start another list. <laughs> That's what I do. But you, you like filter through all that and you make sense out of all that. And you really have a calming sense to you that allows someone to be open and transparent to say something like, hey, I want to move to Mexico. So how can I get there faster? Which happens to be on my I mean, list. <laughs> but, that's, but that's just it. And I think that if more people ask themselves, kind of, you know, it, it, it's, it's game theory. Where, where is it that you want to end up? And you don't even have to know the specifics. It's just even the roundabout, because I promise you, once your feet land on the path, like things will reveal itself. I, I, it's funny that you say that about, you know, things popping up in my head because so many times, and I, I was, I am a nerd, but I was, I was a complete nerd growing up and I played a lot of video games growing up. And so video games, I, I did would not I, peg you video as that. games and books. I was such a nerd, but sometimes I look at business and, and life itself as being like a video game and it's getting to the next level. And the only way that you're going to get to the next level is if you keep moving forward and it's not always going to be in, it's not going to be perfect. I mean, in, in you've had kids, I've had kids. If everybody tells you like, it's never a good time to have a kid, you're never ready. And so all the girls that I know that are in their twenties, they're like, Ooh, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to have kids when I'm, and again, anybody could do anything that they want. I, I also, right. of, course, of course, but you're like, course. you're never, you're never ready. You're never, never. ready to take that You're never ready step. to give up your entire life and your never. whole life savings and your no. everything. Yeah. <laughs> you're never ready to try the new job or, you know, do the thing or it's, it's all difficult. Um, so I think if you can paint a picture as to where you think you want to end up, Mm -hmm. And once you start moving in that direction, it all kind of just reveals itself and you think, okay, well that I don't want to do. And I'll make a left here and I'll, you know, uh, maybe I'll hunker down for a while and save up on some other stuff and educate myself or try to get some new resources. And then yeah. I'll try the next level, yeah. beat the big boss. I, it's just, it's really about moving forward. And I, I, it's about leveling up. 
Yep. And so I, yeah, yeah. But it's true. It is about leveling up. And sometimes I think that people think they can do it on their own. I think sometimes I don't want to do it on my own. How about that? It is that it's just too much pressure. And that's like another thing. Experts. I, I, I firmly believe in like having a team around you because you're not the knower of everything. You can't see everything. You're two feet in the circle. And yes, you might be like, since you're a video game person, Sonic the Hedgehog ready to go, but you have a couple steps to take back in order to get that momentum and get that speed and to get over that hump of your comfort zone. I, I think, and, and comfort zone is huge, right? Because we need somebody that understands, we need people, we need supporters to understand, again, where our fears lie or where our hesitations lie. Yep. But I also think it's really important that you have people that are like, all right, we've acknowledged it. We know it's there. So, but our goal is this. So let's get back on the path. Like we have to keep moving forward because it's really easy to justify not moving forward. You can, you can come up with a thousand reasons, not enough money, not enough resources, not enough time. You didn't do yoga for the day. I mean, there's got to keep going back to the goal. Like what is my goal here? So, and, and that's, that's, that's what's really important. So what, what are your, what are your top five customers um, or clients? I should say right now in terms of industry or size or your like sweet spot, none of the headaches. Yeah. None of the the favors. That is, there is no such thing. There is, there is no such thing. And it's a welcome headache, right? It's it's Uh, a little bit like a hangover the next day. You're like, I really had fun last night. So I can't, I can't complain too much about this hangover. So let's see, we've got a hangover client. I like that. See, I like that. It's a hangover client. Like you're like, I know I had a really good time, but like this hurts a little bit. It hurts enough. Uh, but not enough that I'm not going to go back out and do it again. So I think that uh, sweet spots for us, we love, this is going to sound bizarre. We love credit unions. Credit okay. unions are an amazing client. They are community centric. They care so much about doing really good business, but affecting great positive change in the community and, and serving like their members so I love, we're, we're small to mid-size, right? So everything from, you know, uh, insurance technology to uh, nonprofits, we do, we do a lot of nonprofit work because, and you talked about this earlier, very impactful in the community, uh, also wants to do good business, but they're, do, they're serving a purpose and they're serving a community that, that is needed. And so um, they need help. And, and again, the small to mid-sized companies are, are really our sweet spot because they are not large enough to have, you know, these CMOs and all these teams in place right. and everybody is so ingrained in the culture and they think that they know everything and they're hesitant to let somebody else come in and yeah, suggest things. And then too small, um, which we still work with, but too small sometimes it's uh, difficult to affect our change because we're just, we move really fast. We, we move fast and hard because we want to show results. We don't, we're not really good at just kind of the, we would do social media management, but we're not interested in just putting pictures up to put pictures up to just have pictures. Like what do people want? You know, what do we want people to do? Why are we telling them a story? 
you know, that, that kind of action. So small, yeah. mid size. Okay. Um, okay. So one, one question I love, especially for, uh, the people that are listening, your mentors, do you have any, do you believe in them? I love mentors. I love having someone that inspires me. I love looking up to someone and participating in active listening, just like being a sponge and either learning from them, seeing what they do, being inspired by them, uh, because, you know, it's just Rick and I, so it's kind of like a one-man show, like whatever I want Rick to do, he'll say yes, uh, maybe a little bit of pushback when it comes to videos, but he's like, yes, okay, let's do it, um, but yeah, there's like people who, who I look up to, and like, what about you, like, how do you get inspired if you're busy all day inspiring other people? Yep, oh, I love that you say that, um, so I have a couple of different mentors, you know, this is going to sound really corny, but Brene Brown is a mentor that I have that I think a lot of people have a lot of women in particular, but I think her lessons on vulnerability, uh, are, are so important to me. So if I had a mentor that I don't know that I just like a sponge, I could sit there and watch her okay. TED talk. And I could read all of her books. Uh, she, she would be kind of, I think, like at the highest level of a mentor. And then I have mentors kind of in, in all the people that I work with. And I, again, I know that sounds corny, but no, I, no, no, I no. learn from everybody. I, I love meeting with the, you know, restaurant owner who has been in business for 50, 60 years yeah. and has watched the landscape change of the city and the people and the cost of goods and kind of telling me that story because I think that legacy really matters. But then, you know, my business partner, Nicola, like she, it sounds ridiculous. She's a hundred percent a mentor of mine. I, I, when she and I partnered That's beautiful. up, beautiful. It's the truth. It's, it's absolutely the truth. And they say, you know, uh, I've been told everything from, you know, you don't ever work with your best friend. That's the worst idea. And hello, I, I work with my like husband. The luckiest person in the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's just, she mentors me, <laughs> believe it or not, in like people skills. I tend to be a little bit more like I'm very run and gun. I'm very oh, busy. Oh, I have no I, idea what you're talking about. I am about. not as good. Oh, I know. I know. But I, I am, sometimes it's hard for me to just stop and, you know, like really dive into why I'm giving the answer or totally. extrapolate on certain, I'm just like, nope, this is the way it should be. And so like, let's keep, let's come on, like, let's keep going. So I like to think Nick of it as demonstrative. Yes. But also when you're running an organization, like some people, especially soft. when I'm all about culture and brand, and sometimes I get caught up as well. It's <laughs> like, no, come on, we gotta, we gotta do it. So, uh, Nick keeps one. me grounded. I also, I also think about how I can take care of everybody and I get really caught up in that. And Nick sometimes has to say to me, like, it's all going to be okay. And that's hard. That's hard for me that it's just all going to be okay. Like it's yeah. not going to be okay unless I make it okay. So she grounds me. Yes. That would be a little bit of control. I suffer from that as well. Like you, you have a vision, you want it to happen this way. You have an agenda, you have timing. And if one thing's off, then 
maybe like something starts growing second head yes yes <laughs> I'm aware of that feeling that's yep. the nicest way that I know how to put it <laughs> so some people who are um looking for some unsolicited advice let's just say um they're feeling a little uneasy with aligning their goals and their mission um I don't know maybe what are like a, a few tips before before we before we uh, leave like what are like some tips for people to get out of their way or people to really take the next step of I'm going to organize I'm going to get this done I'm going to be intentional yep I would love for people to go back to this idea of discovering their goal right like why are you doing what you're doing day in and day out where is this headed who's affected by it and are you doing everything you can to achieve it? Like it's a very, you have to be really honest with yourself. That's, that's kind of the other piece. And when you say, are you doing everything you can? Like, that's a very loaded question. Well, I think a lot of people would say I am, I'm doing so good, but, but are you, but are you, so are there other ways, if you were to draw out other ways that you're not maybe going after, right? So are, are there, what are other people doing? I, I do think that there are places to study other people, other organizations, other, I, again, I don't think people look at that enough either. Are, are there different ways to get to the, to the place that I want to go? I think a lot of people think I'm on the path. I got to stay the path, but like, what if you didn't? And so are you investigating all of those different, all those different ideas? It, it is a loaded question, but I think, first of all, if you answer the question, yes, then you're automatically wrong, <laughs> right? Because none of us are doing no, everything I, that we can. No, but I think it's right. important. I mean, and, and to be honest, I think if you ask a lot of people who are doing everything they can, they would say, yes, like they have their plan and they're sticking to it. So and your yeah, is- maybe that just suits them. Correct. Maybe it suits them, but are you, are you happy? I guess that's the next question. Like, are you happy? Uh, are you impacting change? Or are you, I, there, there's so many things and it's so personal. So you really have to dive in and ask yourself, like, what's, what's the purpose? What am I doing? Why am I doing it? The other thing that I think is really important and I think most people don't really think about is the people around them. And that's really, really important. So your innermost circle, like, are they happy with what you're doing? Are they happy with, are, are you affecting their life in a positive way? And it's, it's, it goes to, you know, are the kids happy? Do they see you enough? Is your, is your spouse happy? Is your extended family happy? Yeah, like, again, spectrum. Yeah, it's the spectrum. And then you gotta go, gotta go out that circle. And then you're like, okay, have I do I catch up with my friends? Do do I have friends? Uh, <laughs> you know, kind of like outside that circle. And then going outside of that, then you've got vendors, you've got partners, you've got, you know, that 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 business circle of influence. How are you nurturing them? Are you affecting change? Are you attending their events? Are you supporting what they're doing? Like really it comes down to, you know, the people in your life. How are you working with them? What does that look like? And I think once you kind of dive into those like two pieces, that really spells out what you're doing, what you could be doing more. And then most people will say, I don't have time to add more. 
maybe it's not a matter of adding more. Maybe it's a time to kind of pivot and change what you are doing and how you're doing it. And maybe there's an opportunity to get where you're going faster or maybe you realize that you're not doing all the things that you want to do. And then how can we pivot that and change that to best suit everybody? Because again, there's a lot of people involved. And if you don't have a lot of people involved and maybe you like it that way, but maybe there's an opportunity to build Just a village maybe. that you never knew you needed. And, and maybe that's, that could be good too. And I think that again, back to this idea of the great resignation, I really believe that that's what happened. People found out that they had support in the weirdest places. Look, the world is small. 100%. I know a lot of people that in the pandemic were connecting with people they knew 20 years ago, and that yep. opened up new job opportunities for them. Yep. And your network matters. So I think people are going to where their energy is wanted and needed. And it might not even be in the same sphere that they were before. So I totally agree. Absolutely. Everyone, this is Mary, my beautiful friend. She will be on here again because we will have much more to talk about. And um, we'll see you later. Bye.